there. How are you today? You're tuned into an extra special episode of Healthyish, your podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. Yes, this week we are celebrating our superstar Olympians who are in full swing in Tokyo. We've heard from Kate Campbell, Jess Fox, and today I have got world champion surfer Sally Fitzgibbons. She is a superstar. Now, keep in mind, I actually recorded this with Sally when she was doing hotel quarantine in Sydney before turning around and flying back to Tokyo. And I asked her to share what happens in the lead up to the biggest event of her life. I mean, she hasn't been at an Olympics before, so I really wanted to just get her insights into how she's feeling. Now, we keep our healthish episodes quite short, but if you want to hear today's full interview where Sally talks about the power of a positive mindset from resilience to self-talk and how she gets mentally prepared for a big event, search for Extra Healthyish wherever you get your awesome podcasts. Sally, welcome to Healthyish and congratulations on making the Olympics. How exciting. What does this mean? And more importantly, how does this feel for you? Felicity, woohoo! <laughs> Let's get the energy going because this Olympic journey has been going for like centuries pretty much. We've been celebrating for about two years now. And it's still the funnest story, the funnest train to be on. Um, I think that overall meaning is just like the recognition. It's like almost as if you're going to uni, right? And then you did extra studies and you went and got your PhD or something. And in sports, it's like we did those extra studies and it's like a bit of a a global recognition of like, hey, your life in sport and on your craft, um, you almost get that thumbs up. I know. It's like, okay, and now you are officially the doctor, the doctor of sport. You're an Olympian. <laughs> <laughs> now talk us. I know you're going to put the, L- the OLI too after your name. I oh. thought that was pretty cool. Oh, you do? Just if we go to the Olympics, that just automatically yeah. happens? I'm surprised you don't already yeah. have that already. Do you have one of those already? After your name? No, I haven't had any of those recognitions, so it's pretty special. Oh, I like it. Well, you definitely deserve one. So what actually happens at the Olympics for surfing? Like how does it roll out? Well, we're all going to be going through this together because it's our very first time. Like as rookies to the games, it's um, we sort of like we've got an idea of what a surfing competition is, like competing on the world tour. But um, going there and, and being on the Olympic platform, um, obviously, yeah, there's some subtle changes and differences, but hey, when it all boils down to it, we're going to be going out there, we're going to be riding waves. Um, they're in 30 minute time, like slots, like heats, as we call it. And uh, you show up and progressively you start off with more opponents, and then it kind of uh, whittles down to like the final series is just woman on woman or man on man. And, um, and so it's going to be, I guess, hopefully, um, a bit of momentum is in four days straight. But we all know surfing and it is Tokyo. Um, we're just praying for, for some waves because it can get really, really small. Um, but there's something nostalgic about that because where I learned to surf down on the south coast at Jiroa, in the smallest little waves, um, it's almost going back to the very beginning for my Olympic birth. Yeah, you kind of don't really associate Tokyo with big waves, do you? Can you still, you know, surf on small waves and prove that you are a you know Olympic surfer on small waves? You can. It's quite like um, gymnastic, almost like explosive style of surfing. Um, you've got to consider when the wave is really small, it provides no power for the surfer. 
So that's where all your training comes into fruition. It's um, kind of the reverse of what people would think. But a lot of people's interaction with surfing is like watching big waves and people falling and, you know, the demolition derby. And that's like, it's pretty appealing, like, whoa, grandstand. So hopefully when they tune in, they're aware that like on small waves that, yeah, you're trying to obviously be a human spring, but stay connected to your board and just like, move really fast but it all happens as if like boom you're like a sprinter like you have to jump up sometimes get your maneuvers in all in like three seconds or two seconds um so if you are new to the sport i'd say just pick your surfer hopefully you're all australians following pick myself you. or steph, <laughs> steph yeah yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's only two of us on the team so um, and just cheer for the Aussies and then look at the points and then hope we win. Oh, how awesome. You and Steph, I love that together. So what what does your training look like in the lead up to an event like this? What do you do? I mean, part, you're actually in quarantine. You're coming, um, you're coming from quarantine in a hotel in Sydney. <laughs> but what is your training? Like? I mean, it's not very far away. I know. It's like after these past two years, it's being willing to just throw everything out the window. That it's never going to be perfect um, and just accepting that, hey, you've got such an awareness of your body now after 20 years of um, working in athletics and, and on your performance. It's just like, okay, like just be calm because in, you know, pre-pandemic style, you may have like had a similar load. Um, you've got similar gym equipment no matter where you are in the world. Um, at certain times, like we've just come from the wave pool event, which is nowhere near the ocean, um, in the middle of the desert pretty much. It's so hot outside, you can't go outside. And you can't use a gym because there's so much COVID going on. Um, you got to be super cautious. So it's like back to old school. You might just be doing all your body weight stuff, push-ups, squats, jumping things, but all in your room and contained. Um, so I think it's been more about using your imagination and then, um, yeah, just sort of going, okay, it's not going to be perfect, but I can still do this. You just got to do your best, right? What do you do the morning before? What are you going to do the morning before your event at the Olympics? Your first event? Oh gosh! Like, so you wake up. Even your body and your mind automatically know. Even like a few days when I hop on the plane, it's already the body and the emotion and everything. It already starts. You can feel it inside yourself. It's um, it's kind of bizarre. It's like the closer you get to the event. It's more about not saying to yourself, oh, I've got to rise to the occasion because there's just so much in the body that's already risen. So if you keep going, you're going to like your head's going to fall off. You're going to be way <laughs> too excited. Explode. <laughs> um, you will. You'll explode. And so it's more about saying like riding the wave, really, the internal wave of like desire and wanting to be there so bad. So you wake up on that morning, your body already knows. You're going to sleep going, oh, okay, I've just got to try and get some sleep. And I've listened to a lot of our sporting greats. I think Steve Smith was my, my favourite one where he like doesn't sleep at all like during um, when they're playing test matches and stuff, which is wild um, because sleep is so important. And it's like so you wake up and you just think, okay, I've just got to go through my process and almost like hold on to the, the part where you get the most nervous and think like that's like an advantage to have that inside of you because if utilised correctly, that will like, you know, and that's the, the hooter goes and you paddle out. If you're so heightened, you're going to be able to like read the waves well, read your opponent, like hold all the pieces you need to um, at one time. But if you use it too early or try and fight it, you're like, no, no, I can't feel nervous. I can't do that. Like it's inevitable. It's like the human experience. It's just like 
the person that will manage it the most. So I'll wake up and I just got to keep going on my process, just get ready for the day, get to the beach, get my stuff on, get my equipment ready, and then study the lineup, know what I'm going into, and just trust my game plan. Oh, Sally, well, we wish you all the best. Thank you so much for coming on Healthy Ish. Thanks for listening. So stoked. Thanks for the energy. I hope this chat with Sally inspired you to switch on the TV and watch her compete in Tokyo. We have more from Sally. That's right. We've just launched a big sister podcast called Extra Healthy-ish, a new podcast from Body and Soul that gives you that little bit extra in your day. Extra interviews, extra insights and extra healthy advice for your mind, body and soul. We publish a new episode of Extra Healthy-ish every Monday to Friday in the morning. You want more info? Head to bodyandsoul.com.au. And remember... You can join the conversation via Body and Soul on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks again for listening to this chat with Sally. If you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could jump on and rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow at least, well, stay healthy-ish and go Aussie. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? (laughs) Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Listener.